narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. that pieces those pieces together is is what was missing in the mainstream media so all that connection of open source stuff overlapping right. and figuring it out that is what was missing in the original reporting so you you can't quite disclaim that you can't be that, take that i'll take credit that, that i can do yeah, that okay, i did good. but you, just, i didn't have the i'm just pulling other things in no, a I, view, and, you know? and by the, the way by the way, you know, so much of what I did was figuring it out with people like you. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Um, hey. You know, hey, we, how are we, you? We need it. Move you one second. Let me just say this one yeah. thing. We didn't want to leave you waiting anymore. You know, we did this thing where it, it, if Greg hadn't found what he found and kind of came to the questions, it wasn't even conclusions. It was sort of like, oh, my God, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? What about this? Then I, my brain would have got wouldn't have gone where it went, right? And same for Zev. So, it was this collective brain. I, I mean, it really was, and we were really open mm -hmm. to one another, and we were open mm -hmm. to being wrong, and and we just were finding our way in the dark. So I, I you you came to what you came to through a process, and we'll talk about this. Will come out in some of the stuff that I'm working on right now. But this, there was a process of analysis of the sort of decoding what all this information was that you came to actually in a in a in a pretty profound way, Greg. And so I don't want to I don't want to discredit that, discount that, and sort of say, well, if you had people who knew, because you know what, the people who knew, they didn't fucking know. Even they, they knew know, some yeah. stuff, but they were like, you know, they, I, I just we I, had to figure yeah. it out. You know, we have to stake this territory because it's important. It's important work that yeah. everyone did. And we would not even be close to where we are now. We'd probably be in a second Trump term if it weren't for the work that you guys did and so many others did in figuring all of this out. So we can thank ourselves for not being there. Tracy, it's nice to have you on the show. Tracy, I, hey, we met the other day. By, I saw this op-ed you wrote in the LA Times. You really struck a chord with me. It had to do with the attacks on the Asian-owned massage parlors in Atlanta, where eight people died. Six of them were of Asian American origin. You raised a really important uh, issue, which was that this might have been perhaps a, an attack on Asian Americans, but it was about sex workers, and uh, and that was being ignored. So Tracy wrote these two great novels. One of them is called Diary of a Manhattan Call Girl. Thank you. Actually, it's three novels: Diary of a Married Call Girl and Diary of a Jet Sending Call Girl. And actually, this is really relevant to what you guys have been talking about. This whole question of democracy. Sex workers for many years, since the early 1970s, have been organizing because we could see that democracy is incomplete without us. And, you know, the novels are, a lot, are entertaining, but they're also about one sex worker who is struggling with those issues. She has friends who are rabid activists, and she has friends who are conservative sex workers, don't want to organize. So these culture wars that you guys have been talking about, these tensions also exist in the sex industry. They probably existed in those massage spas that were attacked. You know, we don't know about it now because many of them were dead. But there are culture wars inside of the sex industry, political tendencies and disagreements. And so I, I find this whole discussion really interesting. 
your 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 initial thoughts are coming when you heard when you heard about the attack and you heard that there yeah. was you know these were massage parlors everyone's initial reaction was to to say well it's a hate crime against asian americans and, well, and yeah. it may not have been we think the evidence suggests that it probably wasn't completely that that it was first and foremost right. a, a reaction to right. sex addiction and well something that they're sex addiction which is really a kind of medicalization of christian morality it's a thing that's been invented by it's kind of a snake oil thing right and and the there's a certain type of christian organized christianity that really pushes that um, idea they even have addiction centers addiction recovery centers and this guy did spend a lot of time there so you know whether we really believe that sex addiction is a real thing or not that's a other question but he probably really believed it because of what's happening in georgia it's very easy to buy into the idea that everything there is racial but this is a situation where it's it's more complex and you know the problems facing you know young indoctrinated christians around sexuality those problems are bigger than race because actually not everybody who has those problems is white i wonder why the asian american journalist association is saying we should stay away from sexualizing the story they want to racialize the story and i wonder if it's i don't know but i question that whole tactic like is it because some of the members of the asian american journalists association are themselves still caught up in christian indoctrination i have a question about that i'm not accusing them i'm just asking so your concern is is with the association is that they are themselves pursuing a sort of a, a christian ag agenda well, I, I don't want to accuse them of that, but I'm asking because they, they, they created guidance saying that the media should avoid anything that quote unquote hypersexualizes Asian women. That language, as well intentioned as it sounds, actually to a sex worker just sounds like, oh, you're really hung up about sex workers and you don't really want to think about the fact that we exist. I see. But you know, every immigration every immigrant group that has ever come to the united states has engaged in sex work especially in the first phase of existing here you know a, a lot of people would be very surprised to think about jewish immigrants being in the sex industry because well we just don't hear about it anymore you know we, we think we have different stereotypes about jewish communities but it used to be that the stereotype was actually involving sex work so there's some i believe there is some kind of shame about sex work in you know areas where some of these so areas where some of these journalists grew up and i i think they may be doing more harm than they realize to well sex workers who happen to be of asian descent you know so your ultimate concern was to make sure that we recognize that it, these were sex workers at the end of the day and that this was a hate crime against sex workers and that there is well, a lot of hatred I, against against and a lot of crime against sex workers we don't know for sure whether the people who died were engaged in sex work what happens is you know sex work has there's a lot of service and support work around sex work so we we just don't know there may have been people who were cooks or cleaners or managers administration it's that's what it sounds like in these spas they may or may not have been engaged in sex work the whole point of the massage business is to make it sort of pastel 
and hard to really know what's happening. So that has actually worked because we don't know for sure. And I would say that's okay. We don't have to know everybody's business. But the people who died certainly died because of a deep hatred and prejudice that this guy was trained to act on. You know, he had a problem with commercial sex, with pornography. He believed he was a sex addict. And he believed that sex workers were to blame. I mean, he definitely saw that as, you know, what he was up to. But did you know to, to then go and kill people? It seems outrageous, you know, when the problem is really your own. You know, what makes that right. happen? Of course, it's not, not for us to answer, but it's, 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 uh, it's tricky to understand how that could trigger uh, a mass murder like that. Um, well, I just want to say there's a lot of propaganda against the sex industry from mm -hmm. uh, people claiming to be anti-trafficking, right? So the Polaris Project, they have blood on their hands, you know, the, the stuff that they've been spewing for years on their website, targeting, you know, claiming that you should go around as a vigilante and do something about the Asian massage business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this kid was propagandized. He, he definitely, and he obviously wasn't that bright. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you joining us on Narrative and we'll, we'll hopefully, hopefully get you back soon. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Tracy. It's an interesting uh, take that she has because, you know, I feel like we jump to conclusions so much in our world that we're sort of like, you know, we're, it's so easy to go to the initial gut instinct of, well, if, it, if the victims were Asian, it was a hate crime against Asians related to coronavirus. If it's, uh, you know, if it's um, a Muslim person or a person who's, practices Islam as it was in, in Boulder, Colorado. The initial instincts were, well, he's white, he looks white, so we'll just declare him a white supremacist. And then later on, we found out he was a, you know, a person who, who, not that it makes a difference, he could still be a white supremacist, but someone who was a Muslim. And so there is this tendency amongst us all to sort of go to that initial instinct. And it's part of the thing that happens on, maybe it's another part of narrative warfare is, you know, an event happens, there's a jump ball to, to claim that first position where we, ultimately set the assumption that everyone then follows with, if I, that makes any sense. I think it does. I think there's certain things that for me, I've learned from my own mistake <laughs> that mm -hmm. I've made it to wait. And so for me, again, to pull this back around to all of the sort of when I was, when I get under fire with the gaslighting, the reason, the other thing that was going on for me when I was seeing, you know, the, the American Nazis, I just call them that, you know, anti-democratic fascists, white supremacists, white nationalists that, that tried to brand themselves all right in a cute way that I found them in the money. I found my, <laughs> I did, but I also was looking at the radicalization of, of, of young white men in gaming forums and whatnot. I it took me there very quickly to sort of see, okay, well, what's going on here because that's where some of these operatives were were working in and that's where they were radicalizing they were radicalizing in the forums you know before we got to even gab right before even gab existed which i don't even know if gab's around anymore i had to disengage from all that but for my own brain but it was 4chan it was 8chan it was reddit it was you know the all the online multiplayer game universe right where you had all this Chat, these chat rooms and this stuff happening. And it was even children's games, right? Roblox, all of that. We had a lot of radicalization happening. What I saw in there that I see here with this, so I always like, I, I didn't chime in. If you guys don't see me chiming in right away on some big event, especially a mass shooter, it's because I know to fucking wait. 
I don't know that I even believe this motherfucker, right? This guy, this shooter, in terms of what he says his motive was or what happened with him. We need to still wait on that. We need to see what actually was happening in his social media. That will tell us a lot. And then that needs to come forward. And I'll say that we're still waiting on the Vegas shooter, on information mm. on that guy, right? That got shut down so fast in terms of us getting any more information out of it. And there was all this stuff that was going to happen in Vegas. We're going to learn about this guy. We're going to learn about, you know, what was going on in the Philippines with him and where his money was coming from. We got some of that, but we didn't get a full picture. And that kind of thing tells me, holy shit, there's something really big underneath this. And we just need to wait and get that information. What I, my, because my initial reaction was like, this is not an Asian hate crime. This is a guy going out and killing women, mm. right? He's yeah. blaming yeah. women. Mm -hmm. He's blaming women for his problem. And that's what, that, that is the connective tissue, whether it's hate, whether it's gender, whether it's just mass shooter, it's the other rising of your own problems. Whatever the internal struggle is that these young men are having, they displace it on someone else and blame the other person for causing them to be the way they are. And so the solution that they are radicalized to, to go in and pursue and, and solve for themselves is to just take out that thing that's causing them the problem. So that's how I saw that. That was my first take, but I'm still waiting. I don't know. We don't know about this guy. I'm sorry. We don't know who he is. We don't know. We really don't know. We need more information. It's yeah. part of, you know, a larger problem. And I, I feel like we have to keep bringing this up every so often because, you know, we had was it last year was Black Lives Matter? I've lost all last sense year of was time. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we, we, we've had an awakening <laughs> in the country to some degree about institutionalized racism. Right. I think many more people are now aware of it than than had been for a variety of mostly awful reasons. But I think people's awareness is high. Institutionalized sexism and misogyny is also a big problem in this country. Mm -hmm. and, and, and frankly, okay. in every country. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there is no movement about that. And this guy no. going in and shooting up the sex workers. Yeah. I, I don't mean to minimize it. Obviously, people are doing things. But there's not this. It, it's much more. It's so baked into the, the mores of society that it's hard for people to see a lot. This guy going in there, sex workers are an example. You know, most sex workers are women. How many sex workers get arrested relative to the men who hire them getting arrested? You know, where, how does that break down? It's much more the, the, the sex workers that get arrested. And stuff just keeps happening. There's just these horrible today, the, the Minnesota, is it Minnesota, the state Supreme Court? Is that where it was? Oh, they ruled I saw the, the, that. It's so hard to get a rape conviction anyway. What is it, like 2%? Is it even that high? No they finally got know. one, and these fuckers overturned it because she was drunk and they didn't get her drunk. It, come on. I mean, what? Th this is a problem. All these divisions, we've got so many, like, you know, they're so heightened by... Again, I don't need to be going back to this point, but it's a good thing for tonight is this is there is a machine out there that's forcing us into conflict. And we saw it in 2016. We actually saw the evidence coming out of Russia where we saw them trying to ignite Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter. They were doing it on purpose. They were having these meetings they arranged in Facebook groups, which were organized out of Russia, but it were real, real meetings. We saw just in Facebook on, on January the 6th, you know, so many of the people who were involved in the insurrection, including the uh, Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, organized themselves on Facebook. 
you know, so th this the system we've built, which is projecting into our country, is 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 creating these opportunities for conflict. It's designed to create conflict. When Zuckerberg was in front of the uh, hearing oh, yesterday, God. I don't know if you heard that. I mean, they don't think it's a problem Whoa. that they are radicalizing people for money. They feel like, well, yeah, you know, we don't want to be doing that, but they don't stop doing it because they want the engagement. And the more engagement yeah. they get, the more radicalization we get. And so they're they're not upset about this, but the effects that we're seeing in the country, what we're seeing in terms of conflict, in terms of polarization is unbelievable. Uh, you know, there's not shootings like this that take place anywhere else in the world. You know, why is America, why is it happening in America? There are guns in a lot of places. So, so what's happening to, to create this environment that's so pressurized that people snap in the way that they've been doing? I, you know, I'm not, I'm using that as an excuse, that, but that's, that's a whole, that's a whole yeah. other show. Yeah, it is a whole that's other a show. Topic. That's a whole, a whole other, other show. Then I have to, I have to go into my whole Michael Moore is an idiot thing and right. we don't want to do that. And he so, is. We'll agree. I, I, <laughs> I want to say what, what yeah. you were saying before Zev about, about how they, they drive the wedge issues. Yeah. You know, misogyny is, is a wedge issue. Yeah, for sure. Hillary, yeah, one of the reasons Hillary Clinton, one of the reasons Hillary Clinton lost is because she's mm -hmm. a woman and they hammer her. Now, in researching the Kavanaugh pieces, I, I stumbled upon Mark Judge's blog post or whatever right. the hell he's been writing lately. This is the guy who's buddies with Kavanaugh that was, you know, in the room when they sexually assaulted Dr. Ford. Uh, Mark Judge, great guy. You know, my friend is in trouble. I'm going to run to the beach house. And, you know, they hit him. They're, yeah, they, they are. Him. The, they hate Kamala Harris so much. That's who yeah. they're after now. They're, oh, yeah, for they're, sure. They're, 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 they're lobbying at Biden, but they, the long view, they're getting there ready. The, all of the forces are going at her. Absolutely. So, and we have to be prepared for that, too, because she's going to be the next person, whether it's in four years or eight. She's coming. We have to be ready to, you know, help point out the bullshit and, and protect her so she can, you know, save the country and stuff. That's Absolutely. all I'm saying. Absolutely. Let's talk about this man. Look at him. Look at him. He's, what's his invention? <laughs> look at him. He's, oh, my God. The big, tough leader of all the Russians. He's trying, to, he's he's trying to soften his image in, in because of Navalny. No. So they literally are putting him in like, in like soft, no. soft, No, I think they're trying to make him look macho. Oh, because no, he is, that is, is not working. He's trying to look macho. He's it's... lost it. This is something that's happened here, okay? <laughs> Trump Trump is out. This dumbass <laughs> guy. Look at his little sippy cup. Is there juicy juice in there? Oh. Is it warm milk for foodie? Oh. Poor little. He went on vacation with his uh, defense secretary. Hey? Always with a guy. Why do you need the chief of staff of your army to go with you on vacation? Can you imagine getting that assignment? You must be like, oh gosh, got to go with the boss on vacation to Siberia to wear furry clothing. I mean, they, they are trying to make it look macho because look at this one. This one, he's got a That's big nice. car. He likes his big No, this cars. is this is their this is this is the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos, <laughs> but in Russia. It is right. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's that's that's what it is. But Putin had a bad week because Biden basically doubled down and said, "Yeah, he's a killer," yeah. and Putin went yeah. fucking ape shit on Russian TV. Oh, and he this did. And that. Biden this. just ignored it. Biden just ignored him. He just gray rocked this fucking guy. This yeah, is the this screen is grabs. I love, I love this. Julia Davis put this out. It's like it's incredible. Yeah. It's uh, the screen grabs of him 
trying to communicate how he feels about so mad uh, and then there he's biden. like i will debate putin i mean i will debate biden and it's like fuck you dude. nobody's debating you, you know, go back to st petersburg man. he's really and, uh, just not having a good time i mean he's you know no, the country... but i think he's on i think he's on the way out i really do this is this is pathetic yeah. They just the, let him be the, the leader until yeah. 2036. Yes, very dangerous men behind him. They've Jesus. always been behind him. They yeah. were more powerful than him at the time. And honestly, they could choose to be more powerful than him again. Now, they're very scary. So if if if, if it's his backers that, that oust him, I'm very nervous about who they would stick in there. And, I, and it should be said right now, we can laugh at this troll. I've called him a troll from day one. Never forget also that in the Oliver Stone, you know, masturbatory fest that Oliver Stone goes and has with Putin because they love each other. Hey, so much. geography. Yeah. Hey, geography is the word you're looking for. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But Sorry. never forget that Oliver Stone is that Putin's showing Oliver Stone like this is what our military does. Yeah. And honestly, I think he really did believe it. But he's he was showing him video game footage. Right. And right. Oliver Stone didn't know any better. I don't think Putin knew any better. I'm telling you, this guy is not this. Uh, you know, he's a very evil man. He's a very dangerous man. He's up to no good all over the place. He's responsible for mass death all over the place, right? It's horrible. He did put bounties and he does. God only knows what the horribleness in Syria. All of it is terrible. And guys, he's like, he is straight out of 4chan. Like he is a troll. It's all he stagecraft. Is. It's all stagecraft. It's, this is, I mean, this is why you do this. A, this is why you this take the shot. This is not a smart guy. And yeah. you know, if you're in the Kremlin and they stick you in Dresden, right? If you're in the KGB and they stick you in Dresden, which is where they put him, yeah. you're not a, you're not, you're not, you're not, it's not so good for you, right? And, <laughs> and, and everything that you got, right? And he got, there was a big report that our intelligence agencies had some, I think it was out of Stanford on him. And like, right around the time that, you know, he was really hating Hillary Clinton at this moment. She was Secretary of State. And because they were like reading his body language, meaning they said, well, he's got kind of a lizard. He's in his reptilian brain, right? Mm -hmm. And he got diagnosed from his body language because he used to walk around like an ape, right? Like you could see him in this, when he's a deputy mayor of St. Petersburg, and then it was early days of, of then FSB, had the FSB, and then early days, there's footage of him. And he's very awkward and very strange and very unaware of his body. And that report came out on him because they studied him through his his body and his movements and came to a conclusion, fair or not, they came to a conclusion. And ever since then, it's like he went away and, and by his facial structure, yeah. he started getting fillers. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so, he's so fucking fragile and insecure. Like he started literally plumping up his cheeks. He got, I really think that bothered him. I think that got under his oh, yeah. skin like nothing else. And then he has to have these long shots of him walking down the Kremlin in inner <laughs> halls, right? And it's these big long where he's marching and he's like worked on his walk. He's like actually practiced walking so that that he can look big and tough yeah. and strong. It's like, oh, you're, you, you fucking got, you got, you can't handle that. They said, they said, yeah, you're an awkward guy. You're a reptilian brain guy. Yeah. You, you're somewhere on the spectrum somewhere. Plus also probably unrelated. A, a psychopath who likes to kill small <laughs> animals and has a has a file that you that you rape little boys and that's what Alexander Litvinenko said that file existed in the FSB and they knew that he was he was a pedophile right so all of a sudden these reports start coming out about him and he starts freaking out and 
and changing himself, right? And yeah. this is part of that. This is his like. Look how small he is. I'm, I mean, he must be. Look at the, me. How tall is the guy? Big. Like five foot five. Because that's no, he's not. That's not very deep. He doesn't look. I'm fine with short men. It's not yeah. that, but, but short men like big vehicles. Like, like Donald Trump had to walk like this next to him right, in Helsinki <laughs> to try to not be taller than him, right? Because he's so fucking fragile. This guy, he he's so fragile. So I, I think that you know the thing is, and why Navalny coming back was such a blow to him, is anything that hits at his sort of strongman image and, and reveals it to be the ridiculous thing it is, like. You know, Joe Biden saying, yeah, he's a killer. I'm not debating him. Fuck him. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, not that Joe Biden said all that, but he did call him a killer that he gets freaked out because it's like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. That's that's interrupting with this image, yes. which I think is all he's invested in. He's only invested in this image because it bothers him so much that people actually know who and what he really is. And he just can't get past that. He really does belong. If we were to re resurrect 4chan for what it was, he really does belong there. Like he probably came up with Pepe the Frog. He probably, that's probably from him. Like, he must have been hey, so annoyed, know. hey, when, he, when Biden didn't respond. He must have really freaked out. He must have been yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, yeah. I'm throwing some of the gauntlet down. Come on back at me. And there's nothing. He's an awkward guy. Yeah. He's a really awkward, socially awkward guy. He really is. And, yeah. and he's got a lot of pain, I think, associated with that. Not that I care about him. And not, I'm not trying to make him empathetic. I just think this guy is the image, even that he was like, it's a KGB agent. You know, watch out. He knows how to manipulate. Oh, he's fucking five four. He's got a fragile ego. He dresses up in his costumes. He always has to have a guy with him that's dressed just like him. He does fake fucking judo. And even when he's hockey, going on a hockey rink, he trips on the carpet. Right? Like, yeah. he's a he's, he's a the wizard. He's the you know he's the, in, yeah. not that he's able to do that, but he's you know once you take the black cats away, you yeah. know he, there's nothing left. That's my theory. <laughs> That's my thing. Now, that being said, Navalny really is, there's reports coming out yeah. this week that he is truly being tortured and I'm really worried about him. It doesn't I, look I, like he's healthy, he's, well, he's doing well at all. And there was a report, of a, a post that apparently came from him that said that he had a sore back and that no one wants to get injured in uh, in prison because you don't get looked after, I think was the general sentiment, you know, and that I think yeah. maybe true. I think he might be getting tortured. I, I think his life is really at risk. Which is not surprising because they tried to kill him the first time. It would be a, a, a tragedy, a tragedy for Russia if anything happened to Navalny, yeah. but also a tragedy for Putin because, you know, the world is going to isolate this man in such a way if anything happens to Navalny. And I think the world has to be vocal about this. You know, every world leader needs to right warn now. him I, that if he does this, yeah. if anything happens to Navalny, it's on him. It's on Russia. Nothing more. It, nothing more needs to happen to Navalny for us to, for everyone to have all that they need. Yeah about sure. this man to isolate him to really cut him the fuck off yeah. and to cut him off means to take the money from his motherfucking oligarchs take their goddamn and money and him and him. he's got a lot of money mm -hmm. he's got half of it he's got half of yeah. all their money just take it yep yeah i agree all right well now we can wrap it up that was a fun show thank Perfect. you very much we had a good time we'll be back on tuesday on narrative until that time have yourself a great weekend and uh thanks for joining us tonight Good night, everybody. Thanks. Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.